0: Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this is episode number seven, another almost daily devotional. Today I bring you a topic titled, Who Are Your Friends? Now this is a very interesting topic for me because it was an amazing insight the day I first heard Donald Miller speak in a live event at a conference that I went to in Atlanta, Georgia last year. Now, Donald Miller is very well known now, recently, among the Christian community, and he's written a book titled Blue Like Jazz, along with many other books now, but he, this book was something that he was actually talking about in this conference, and how that book came about, and 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 how he got the experience to write some of the things that he wrote, which are so insightful about the church and one thing i will tell you is that in my last devotional i played a clip from andy stanley and in this devotional i'm going to play a short clip uh from donald miller and i'm hoping to have more of these things because really it's it's through little uh bits and sound bites that i've heard over the years through different sermons and speaking engagements and conferences and things like that that have really shown some light on scripture and has really made a very big impact in my own personal life in such a way that that it just radically changes my approach to to living life and how I do ministry and and how I just approach people in general so the first thing I want to do is is kind of set this clip up. Donald Miller uh, has recently ju- or had just got on the stage and he's just doing a brief introduction of himself and and about, you know, his pastor who he had come across and it was you know, he had just joined this ministry that they were a part of and his pastor friend had just gotten back from a conference and this is what his pastor had told him and i'll let uh... donald miller tell you the story so we you know go to this meeting and rick comes in and he is he's just come back from a conference pretty much just like this one and he's got these statistics that are that he is frightened about or upset about and basically he said uh... he said a couple things are really troubling me. one is the statistics show that within six months of becoming a christian Almost everybody who becomes a Christian loses all influence amongst people who aren't believers. They don't have any more friends who aren't Christians. Okay, well that's exactly what I want to talk about today. And I will tell you that what he just said is exactly my life experience in ministry over the last 10 years. Um, it, It is not uncommon today for somebody who becomes a brand new Christian to immediately start hanging out with new Christian influences and slowly getting away from some people who perhaps maybe have been some bad influences or at least um, are not supportive of the new lifestyle that, that the individual has chosen. And there are some other things that add into this as far as why this occurs. A lot of the problem is that well, first of all, let me describe whether or discuss the fact of whether or not this is a problem because I had mentioned the statistic to somebody who is a Christian and they said, "Well, hallelujah, that's excellent and and I'm like, no, this is absolutely horrendous. this is horrible uh, There are some good things about you know spending you know who you spend the most time with and you know the influences that you allow into your life there there are definitely some aspects of that that I'm not going to deny. However, the the fact that you within 6 months have a brand new believer who has gone from, you know, absolutely having this circle of people around them, coworkers, family, friends, whatever, that that you are surrounded with who are non-believers and then all of a sudden, your life is changed for the by the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden, within six months, you withdraw from every relationship that you have with somebody who is not a believer. That is pitiful, and it's not quite biblical. In fact, I can recall several times in Scripture when people were changed by Christ, and he, they wanted to go with Jesus. He says, no, go back and tell all the people all the things that you've seen and heard here today. So it's it's not always, you know, come and spend all your time with me. In fact, Jesus uh called the people who he had s- spent the most time with, his disciples, and said, you know, he I want you to go out and I want you to mingle with people. And <clears> the <throat> question is, what kind of people did he mingle with? Uh, or did they did he encourage them to mingle with? Well, probably the same kind of people that Jesus mingled with while he was with the disciples, so setting an example for them. Now, there is a place in scripture that I want to turn to today, and that is in Mark chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. It says, while Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, this is a very interesting part of scripture, which shines light on the problem that the Pharisees had, that they had become so involved in their own religious organization and the 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 preservation of the law, that that anybody who crossed the line of the things that should or should not be done, were just outcasts. They didn't want any time. They didn't want to spend any time with those people. And if you did not um, validate their form of ministry, they didn't want anything to do with you. And what was what is extremely sad, for me to confess to you, is that that is exactly. How I had been living my life, the first seven or eight years of my own personal ministry, uh, and and this is as me as an associate pastor at one point in time, and and then involved in in the leadership of cells, and and then in the the cell groups, and then uh, in the leadership of of coaching and pastoring, it, it's just been an amazing thing uh, that I had gone so many years only interacting, only having real personal, one-on-one relationships with other believers. I mean, it's not like I avoided non-believers. And and sometimes, you know, I would go out and evangelize non-believers. And, of course, I have a completely different view on evangelism today. And I probably will talk about relational evangelism in the very near future. But anyway, the, I used to go out and talk to non-believers, but I would never invest my time and my resources and my life in them. But when I heard Donald Miller speak and the rest of this message that he shared, which I'm sure I'll play many more clips in the future, I realized that I very rarely ever spent any time devoted to anyone who did not validate my way of thinking, my faith, or anything of that nature. Now, this, this drastically changed my life back when I had heard this in October of last year, and has since changed everything for me. In fact, I devote a very, very, very large portion of my life devoted to an entire population of people who don't validate my faith or my way of thinking. And, and I do this through the Weekly Loss Podcast. It's one of the things that I really felt called to do is to to reach out to people who are not like me and invest my time and energy in doing something that would benefit the people that that necessarily don't have anything to give me in return and aren't there simply just to validate my own thinking and way of of doing things so and and that's not only just in podcasting that i've done that in the most difficult places is doing that in my own personal life and i've i've made it a a goal and a desire of mine to spend time with people who are not just Christian not only not Christian, but but just individuals. I mean, just at random. I mean, anybody that comes across my path, I've made it a point that I don't really know if I'm overly concerned about whether or not they agree with me on any one thing. Now, obviously, I I know there are going to be some people that say, "Cliff, well, you still have to share truth with them, and you still have to." to be able to share the gospel message. And and again, I hope to to get into the relational evangelism and how I go about doing that in in a very uh, close upcoming episode of the almost daily devotional. But I, I will tell you that just just ease your mind for just a moment and know that when I do interact with people, I believe that I am effectively evangelizing and sharing the gospel message and doing it not just in word but also in deed and not just in deeds but also with god's word so but but the thing is is i i believe that the church has for a very long time got into a very programmatic approach to how we reach non-believers and it's not by spending time with them and that is not the example of what we see of Jesus. And what we see of Jesus is him eating inside of the home, eating dinner with a tax collector and and in and, and in the company of a bunch of sinners, people who had absolutely no regard for faith or anything like that. They were just excited because they had heard about Jesus and the miracles that follow him and People are interested in saying, "Hey, what's going on here? What's different about this guy? Why is why are so many people excited about him?" These these sinners were surrounding him, and of course, at dinner they were being themselves. They were probably drinking heavily. Uh, there were probably lots of uh, secular music playing in the background. There was probably uh, just well, there there were probably very many inappropriate, uncomfortable things that that were going on in in some of these settings where Jesus was hanging out with people who needed to be healed and who he had come to save. So the thing is, is I'm not proposing that individual Christians go out and spend their time in bars. I want to point that out. However, I'm not saying but I what I am saying is that if you never walk into a bar who in the world would ever reach those people if that's the only place they ever go? Now um, it, it's kind of a catch twenty two, but all I want to do in this um, podcast is I want to just broaden the view of what's going on in our culture and in the Christian church, and I see a very wide, ch- uh, a very widespread change happening through the Christian church, where the Holy Spirit is really calling people to personally, one-on-one, get involved with in relationships with people and not only invest, decide whether or not you would invest in their lives and in, in, with a relationship based upon whether or not they validate your own way of thinking or your own faith, but you would make a decision to, to intentionally be involved and invest your life into the lives of others based upon the fact that that each and every single human being on this earth bears the image of God. And that's what I think is important to realize and that God loves each and every single human on the face of this earth. And the fact that any new Christian within six months would completely withdraw for the rest of their lives from the non-Christian population and world around them, except uh, except in circumstances where they Programmatically go out and evangelize those non-lost or uh, those non-believing people. I think it's a very sad statement about our church and the way that we have uh, chosen to teach our our Christian people how to be dis- disciples. Because these disciples spend a lot of time with sinners and tax collectors. So go find yourself a IRS agent. Buy them dinner and hang out with all their friends. God bless you and have a great day.